Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to It's Your Business. I'm your host, India Yarbrough, and I would love to hear what you think about the podcast. If you like what you hear, or if you have suggestions for future episodes, let me know. You can find my email at cjonline.com, or you can find me on Twitter. A note about this week's episode, later in the show, we mentioned a new co-working space coming to South Topeka Boulevard. For more reporting on that, go to cjonline.com and search Omni Circle Group. That's the organization we'll be talking about today as I sit down with a person who made that all possible. Well, let's get this show on the road. I hope you enjoy the latest episode of the Capital Journal's premier business podcast. I'm here today with Michael Odubatan, founder and CEO of Omni Circle Group, a Topeka-based organization that has both a nonprofit and LLC presence. He stood up Omni Circle Group in 2019, and I'm going to let Michael explain what exactly Omni Circle does. All you need to know for now is that Omni Circle has a bold mission that aims to bridge some gaps in the Topeka community. So first of all, Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. Happy to have you on. Um, I guess to to kick off our conversation, um, could you explain kind of what exactly OmniCircle does, what the vision is there? I know you said uh, before that it doesn't have a simple explanation per se, but of course it does have an important one. Can you kind of take us through that? Absolutely. So um, OmniCircle basically started with, like you said, a nonprofit uh, mission of uniting and strengthening communities, uh, basically by adding value to the personal professional development of our members. Uh, What we really wanted to do is um, create a space where individuals could take responsibility for their community instead of allowing or waiting for someone to do it for them. Um, So I think a lot of the times what we see is that there's a lot of help that needs to be um, given to those who are underprivileged, and we want to be able to fill that void or fill that gap by uh, providing educational opportunities and career opportunities um, and pathways to success for those who may not know what that other side looked like. Mm -hmm. Um, So we started in that aspect. Um, So much of our um, mission for me also with my background in criminal criminal justice and social work is kind of like that Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, we want to start with the bottom-up approach, um, meeting the basic needs of our community. So food, shelter, things of those nature, and then providing as much um, safety and security as we can in the community to make people feel um, that they're in a good space, um, mm-hmm. and that helps us get people to the other place where they can get to their full self and then start to drive um, to become more. And um, that's what we really wanted to be able to do is create an opportunity so we can be engaged in this community. I believe that once we start to focus on ourselves and we get to a better place, um, then it makes us better to be able to work with other people. Um, and that really helps us get to that space where we can start to build some of that diversity and inclusion in Topeka. Gotcha. Okay. And you did you graduate from Washburn University? Is that right? Yeah, I graduated in Washburn in 06. Okay. Um, came here in 02 um, from originally from West Palm Beach, um, like I said. So it's been a long journey. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it. Um, well, in talking about, you know, what separates the nonprofit side of OmniCircle from the LLC side, um, when we spoke previously, I interviewed you for a, an article, I think it was back in February, about, um, you know, OmniCircle potentially open up, opening up a co-working space mm-hmm. uh, near downtown Topeka. And um, I, I remember you kind of explaining then that the nonprofit side aims to kind of address some of those basic community needs. Mm-hmm. And then the LLC side takes it a step further mm-hmm. by kind of helping people further their lives beyond that once those basic needs are met. Um, can you, I guess, touch on kind of what those basic community needs are that you're right. really trying to get at? So, yeah. So, we, like you said, we started with the basic needs. And um, our goal is to be able to meet 
um, things around just, you know, overall health. Uh, mental health is important in minority communities because, again, sometimes I think we sometimes don't account for what people sometimes go through mm-hmm. um, and what they may need help with. Um, I think we do a lot of things where we can say we put a lot of Band-Aid approach to things where we want to, um, you know, provide a lot of things in the community. But are we teaching the individual to actually get those things for themselves? Because mm-hmm. I, I believe that that's where we really start to grow. So meeting those basic needs as far as, you know, improving families, improving overall health, improving financial um, education, um, helping individuals find their life purpose, um, you know, financial literacy, um, just a number of different things that we want to be able to address that helps the individual get to a better place. Mm-hmm. That was the goal for the nonprofit organization. But as we transition, what we recognize is that we have a community of people that want to give back. And they have done a really good job as far as our members um, are not being in a space where they need help, but they're in a position where they can give help. Mm-hmm. So they've given the help to those uh, who may need the help but I, I, we were thinking like how do we give the members of our organization the opportunity to expand themselves mm-hmm. so when we talk about omni's mission to unite and strengthen communities um by adding value to the personal and professional development the co-working space just made perfect sense mm-hmm. it was the expansion of those who wanted to start a business those who wanted to expand in their careers those who wanted to have an opportunity to um, network with individuals that were in different fields or in their in their own field to be able to expand their own career. And we say, well, how do we get to that space? Well, a lot of the people that we've, we found out in our organization or through our membership is that they don't have those resources. Uh-huh. They don't have those connections in the city. When I looked around and surveyed the land of Topeka, when you look at a lot of minorities in the city, uh, or that are in high paying jobs or high performing jobs, they're t- typically not from Topeka. Okay. So we said, how do we get the people from Topeka to start to advance themselves and be able to take advantage of these opportunities to get those jobs? So what we typically see is when an individual um, from the minority community, if they get the skill to be able to take advantage of that opportunity, um, they typically move out of Topeka. Mm, okay. So because we don't know that those those jobs are available or we don't know, we don't have any models of people that are in those jobs. Mm-hmm. So what we wanted to be able to do is say, how do we keep people from Topeka in Topeka? Mm-hmm. You know, what can we do? How can we help those individuals um, start, a, start a, you know, the career that they want or have the network to the people that they want to, you know, the field that they want to get into? How do we help them start the business that they desire to start? So that was where the co-working part came in. And again, it's a part of that continuous development, continuous growth. So building that network, building that educational system is what we wanted to do in the next step um, of Omni, with having that co-working space where we can build community, allow individuals to come in and bring their resources so we can start to bridge some of that gap, and then allow this to be a space where we... Um, we just do some connecting. I think that's the kind of overall goal. Uh, we want to be this space to be a place where we connect, collaborate, and create together. Mm-hmm. Connect, collaborate, create. I like that. Um, so it's, it sounds like it's really about kind of developing a, a, a homegrown pool of, of local leaders that are really coming from more diverse areas of the community mm-hmm. than, than might traditionally. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, I think the goal is really to get to a space where you have Topeka – taking responsibility for Topeka. Mm-hmm. And I think if we want to be the the great city that we know that we can be, it's really going to take for everybody in this city to look at 
a look at take a look at themselves and say, what can I do mm-hmm. to be a part of the growth of everybody in this city? Where can I give back to those who may need my help? And then how can I grow local leaders? Um, when we look at like Washburn University, how do we help those youth um, expand themselves? How do we get the individuals that may not be going to Washburn into Washburn? Mm-hmm. So that way we can start to develop leaders here in this city and then uh, be a part of the culture because they were born and raised here. Mm-hmm. They know what the city is about. But we see, um, like I said, we see a lot of people coming in from outside of the city, and which is, you know, it's great because it brings a different perspective. Sure, yeah. But uh, I think it's nothing um, like being home. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're home and this is your city and you can work and grow and live in this city, um, it's a great thing. So yeah. we wanted to be able to start to expand upon the leaders in this city um, and create that diversity across the board, whether that be, you know, black, white, Hispanic, um, Asian, you know, Jamaican, you name it. You know, mm-hmm. I think that we have a, a pool for that and we want to be able to build that diversity because I believe that cities really thrive when everybody thrives. Mm-hmm. If you have a group of individuals um, that are not doing as well, then the city is not doing as well. It's one of those things that we used to say during football, um, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Mm-hmm. So if you have a certain group of individuals that are not thriving like everybody else, then we need to give that some attention. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I think of the fact that, you know, it, it seems like the most impactful, lasting change often comes from within a community, within a, an organization. Um, and then so your <laughs> your mission would kind of tie into that, reflect that. Um, yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, one, I want to talk about, you know, community service a little bit. I know OmniCircle does <laughs> a good bit of community service and outreach. Um, uh, you know, I want to ask you, what does community service look like through the eyes of OmniCircle? Because, you know, a lot, a lot of people, when they think of community service, they think of um, a group of volunteers maybe packing up lunch for, for the hungry or uh, going out to paint benches at a, a park or, or something like that. Is, is that the kind of where your community service realm lies or is it a little bit different? Um, I mean, our, ours is pretty broad. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, um, and I think that's where sometimes Omni seems like it has a big mission, mm-hmm. which we do. And I think we really do because I think that we all add something different to the pot. And when you have people come into your organization or even people in the community that have different skills, we want to utilize those skills. Mm-hmm. So we all are not um, focused on the same thing. Um we want to make sure that we spread ourselves out to where where we fit best. So when you talk about what is our what does you know volunteerism look like, community service looks like to us, it's not just more so. Like I said, it's 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 we're in the mindset of we want to teach an individual to fish. We don't just want to feed them fish. Mm-hmm. You know, we want people to be able to learn a skill, to be able to then turn around and do the skill for themselves or apply, apply that skill to be able to help themselves. So as we're in the process of helping an individual meet the needs, uh, we also want to teach them how to do it themselves. So mm-hmm. I think, um, like I said, I go back to that Maslow's hierarchy of needs when we talk about that bottom-up approach. You want to you know that there there may be individuals in the community that may have a need and you want to meet that need because you know that sometimes it's hard to learn a skill when you're constantly in survival mode. Sure. And if you're always worrying about something about how you're going to eat your next meal or if you're worrying about, you know, you know, how your environment is going to improve, if it, it if it's safe or not, you know. How are we going to get to those places if we don't start to do the things ourselves to make them better? So then 
who takes responsibility for that? Do we wait for somebody to do it for us or do we do it ourselves? Mm -hmm. So when you have individuals in a position to where they can give back, then this is where we step in. We have the we have a number of individuals in that position who want to give back to their communities. So we say be a part of this family. So that way we can expand our mission. We can expand our goal um, by helping those in need. And then there's three things that we always talk about that really improves community to us. It's it's education, it's environment and it's experiences. Mm -hmm. You know, those three things kind of shape all of us. And if you're in a state where you're um, not receiving the proper education, then that's going to look really tough for you. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're if your experiences are bad, um, if all you can think about it, Topeka is in a negative light then that's what it will be. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in an environment where um, you don't feel safe, then how can you focus on anything else? So we want to start doing things where we pull people together to start um, building a better community, um, uniting and understanding that um, we can do some things together to make things better for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, while also, like you said, some of those other things as far as beautifying the community. Mm-hmm. Um, like this Saturday, we have a community cleanup. Um, you know, it's our responsibility. You know, I, I always tell people I feel like communities are best suited when the people of the community take responsibility for them. Mm-hmm. So when we want to get out and we want to do some things that's going to make this community better. And I think the more that we get Topeka behind what we're doing, not just Omni Circle, um, but Topeka, um, the city is going to start to look a little different. Mm-hmm. When I do want to let our listeners know that this podcast is going to air after that community service day. Um, no big deal. <laughs> We're pointing it out now. But uh, I, do you guys, where, how do you get the word out about your community services? Is it often via Facebook or other means? A lot of it's through Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. We have our community that we where we have, do our newsletter out to. Um, okay. But we also have um, just a sense of doing the basics through the social media. Mm-hmm. Um that's just kind of where we've been at right now. Um, we do have some different marketing things coming um, pretty soon here. Um, working with some different people to try to get that broader aspect of what we're doing in our transition into the co-working space. So I'm really excited about where that's going. And mm-hmm. I think um, it's been working. I think we've really been seeing um, the city really being receptive to the things that we're doing. Um, we went a little dormant a little bit because we've been in a transition <laughs> of not having a home from our old office space and then transitioning into the new one. But things are starting to change, and um, we're looking forward to, you know, what the future holds. Is the, the goal still to have that co-working space up by, you know, end of summer? Is that kind of the, the rough timeline? We're, we're pushing. Uh-huh. Um, but, it, 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 you know, things come up. Things, you know, you, you learn as you, as you go. And um, this isn't an easy feat. Like you said, we, we have a, a number of different things that, that um, we're learning in this process. And as we build and as we grow it, and with along with all of the programs that we are trying to put out mm-hmm. with this with this program, um, it's taken a lot, you know. And um, so we're hoping that we still have a goal where we want to try to get it up by the end of the summer. Okay. Um, but like you said, that's our goal. But if we don't achieve that, it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we will get this building open, and um, it will be fairly soon this year. And um, we look forward to, you know, continuing to do what we're doing, but doing it even better once we have a bigger space to be able to provide what we really want to be able to do in the community. Mm-hmm. If we've learned anything from the past year, it's that plans change. <laughs> plans change. Plans exactly. change. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, uh, talking about kind of the, the people who are on your team behind this effort, uh, can you touch on that a bit? I mean, who who is working with you and how big has Omni Circle 
grown to to be yeah so omni has uh, we have a board and that board consists of mr dale cushionberry um who's a community activist if you i mean everybody know who dale cushionberry is if you mm-hmm. don't um you might not have been here very long <laughs> um we have a um sherry kemp she's a um, historian and genealogist we have christine smith she's a sociologist um I have um, McKenzie, uh, Mac McKenzie. Um, he's a um, he's on our board. He's a banker here in in, in Topeka area. Um, and then Fletcher Terrell, um, another brother of mine, to play wash went to Washburn and play football with me there. So um, we have a number of individuals that are working to get this um, you know this this community aspect of what we're building. Um, tightened up so we can be the best that we can be. And then we're also looking to expand our board here shortly. Um, we have currently about uh, 50 members of our of our organization. And um, that's kind of fluctuated here and there, depending on, you know, people having personal things going on in their life and things mm-hmm. like that and their commitment. But I think that we are definitely growing now um, with, you know, things that are happening after COVID and people being in a better space now and can get more of their time. Um, a lot of the things that we do, like you said, so much of it is the community service, but we understand that, you know, a lot of our members have kids. So the things that they're trying to devote their time to by giving the Omni, we just ask for any time that they can give. Uh-huh. Um, but definitely being a part, uh, we're definitely building a family. And um, I'm very grateful for every member that we have in our organization because they are what makes this organization go. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wouldn't be what we are without them. So it's um, to continue to see this thing grow, um, to continue to see how we are progressing in the programs that are being developed, um, not just by myself and our team, but also from our members. Like they have really great ideals. Can you give us an example? Maybe one of those ideas that came from a member. Well, like a, like I mentioned before, um, just the community cleanup mm-hmm. um, that came from one of the members. You know, he was, you know, he's a retired police officer, um, and he was saying that there was one of the things that he drives around Topeka and there's trash. Mm-hmm. And what can we do to be a part of the community to start to clean it up? and taking responsibility as that being one of our primary pillars is to us taking responsibility for our community. So we said that was a great idea. So what can we do to put it together? So um, the idea came about and we put a plan in action and here we are. Mm -hmm. So I think that there are a number of things that, you know, our members are coming up with and ways that, you know, we are giving back to the community the best way we can and collaborating with individuals in the community that are helping us get to those next steps. So I'm really, I'm really thankful for our members and, um, and again, those who are collaborating with us as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned uh, COVID-19 a, a minute ago. Uh, can you talk about how that maybe affected your plans some? I mean, it's mm-hmm. uh, having stood up in 2019, that has taken up most of, of your time in operation. How mm-hmm. has that kind of impacted you guys? Well, COVID's been rough, but mm-hmm. it, it was an interesting season. Um, you know, for a lot of people, it's, it's interesting because right at the height of COVID, um, we also had the George Floyd mm-hmm. situation. And um, the way that the community were was being built initially, um, it was actually um, it actually helped us during the time of COVID because we had a lot of people dealing with a lot of raw emotions mm-hmm. and trying to figure out where to place those emotions. Um, you know, I think that 
it was a hard space to be, you know, even though we were dealing with COVID, but we were also dealing with, you know, a little bit of, I always go back to a little bit of our own mental health, you know, having community around you, having people to talk to, you know, we were doing just check-in groups just to see how our our people were, Mm -hmm. you know, our members were doing and how they were managing during this time. And so that word kind of spread throughout the community and, you know, we started to gain traction that way. But I think also COVID also made it difficult for us to gather mm-hmm. like it did, you know, like a lot of other people and other organizations. So we went virtual and um, started doing the Zoom calls and, you know, we did a lot of Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're currently doing a lot of Zoom calls. So I think um, I think COVID, COVID taught us a lot of lessons um, as far as this space of, of um building preserving yourself Mm -hmm. and uh taking care of yourself and and being with yourself when typically we've been so on the go so much that sometimes it you know it's it's beneficial for us to just sit down sometimes and and really reflect on you know where we're going in life you know Mm -hmm. how can we contribute um what is what is the future of our youth looking like the future of ourselves and as we talked about a lot of our discussions that's been some of those primary conversations and i think what are we going to do to change um to the trajectory of where that's going as far as are we going down the wrong path or do we create a new one that helps the youth um follow our footsteps and do we create a path that is beneficial for those that are coming behind us uh, for the overall city and Mm -hmm. not just in a minority base but what do we look like um, as a culture of people here in Topeka, like one of the things I always say, I'll ask anybody, what is our culture here in Topeka? Mm-hmm. And I think that we're building one. And I think that we're all working together to do that. But we also want to make sure that we be a part of that, that culture building. And I think um, building that diversity um, has really brought COVID has really brought that to life because now all this time that people are sitting in these Zoom calls and we're thinking about ways that we can build, you know, communication with each other. Um, and build that diversity and inclusion, I think like um, we've really benefited from it and um, really starting to see um, a shift. So I'm, I'm really excited about the future of where Topeka is going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, you said you're from West Palm Beach. Uh, did you ever see yourself ending up in Topeka starting an organization like this? Um, not initially. Mm-hmm. Um, so life is interesting. When I moved here... Um, I think I was 19 years old when I moved here, and I don't think that I was, I never knew that I was going to be on this path in my life. Uh I was, as a 19-year-old kid coming here from West Palm Beach, Florida, I was just in survival mode trying to get out of the situation that I was in. You know, it was really humble beginnings, really rough neighborhoods, Um, really, um, I didn't have much growing up, so this was an opportunity for me to do something different. Mm-hmm. And when I got here and I mention it all the time, it was one of the biggest culture shocks of my life. But in the process of the culture shock, um, I was able to learn a lot, um, learning a lot about life and how, um, and what that looks like in my own personal reality. And I was learning things that were never told to me, things that I had would have never been exposed to, um, never experienced an education that was um, that was just different. Mm-hmm. So it, it allowed me to grow. And I, and I always say that um, Topeka helped mold the man that I am today. 
And I always say that whether people believe that or not, but I think Topeka kind of saved my life. And in that process of like the last 15, 10 years that I was here, close to 15 years that I was here, I was just moving, going through the motions um, in Topeka. But um, especially in college when I, you know, my goal was to make it to the NFL. Mm -hmm. But when that didn't happen, then it was like, okay, what do I do now? And in that process, um, I I worked, you know, I lived and I reached heights that I thought I would never reach, you know, in my life. Um, but it wasn't, it was still something missing. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I had achieved living in a nice size house. I was driving, you know, two cars when, you know, that was unforeseen growing up. You know, me and my mom stayed in a one bedroom apartment growing up, you know, mm -hmm. so that wasn't really... Um, something that was in the forefront. So I always wanted something more, but again, when you achieve those things, it wasn't fulfilling. So I moved away from Topeka because I thought I hit my ceiling um, around 2015. And I feel like I needed to ex you know, explore, spread my wings a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, being an adult. So I moved to Kansas City, um, hoping that that would bring me a little bit of light of being back in the city, but it was, a, it was just as difficult um, than being in Topeka because the bigger city isn't always the best, you know, and that's something that I learned that like um, the benefit of being in Topeka was like you have a really tight niche of people, of community that you can build here that's really awesome. But when I was in Ken Kansas City, it was hard for me to connect with people being an outsider. So um, I moved to Tulsa and um, when I learned about what was going on in Tulsa and how they were developing and then also being around Black Wall Street. Um, and I don't know if you know about Black Wall Street, but a like, bit, yeah. yeah, one of the most prominent African-American communities in the country um, in its days. Um, it was really inspiring to me. So um, learning all of that, I said, what can I do to then uh, be a part of the change here in Topeka? And how can I give that back and what I learned in, in, in my drive of where I was going? Um so in, like I said, in 2015, I lost my mom and that sent me on a whole different path. You know, it sent me on a whole different path. I, I understood what my purpose was in life after, you know, after she passed. And it just, you know, I just became more driven about leaving a legacy for myself and leaving and helping other individuals find their purpose so they can leave a legacy. Mm -hmm. And when I was in Tulsa, and paying attention to what was going on in Black Wall Street and then seeing how the city of Tulsa was developing and building, Topeka just was on my mind. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, I can't get away from, you know, what I know what was going on in Topeka and how how um, Tulsa was building. So I said, you know, let me move back to Topeka and give Topeka, you know, this vision of, you know, where, I'm, where I've been trying to go. Mm -hmm. And um, so Topeka brought me back here and... Now it's since I've been back, it's been, man, it's been, it's been an awesome experience um, to see, you know, the openness of Topeka, you know, the, the willingness for individuals to reach out to you to say, Hey, you know, like yourself, you know, Hey, would you want to be a part of this podcast? Or, yeah. you know, would you be willing to be a part of this group or, you know, speak to this community? I think that that's, um, in my previous years of being here, that I, I wasn't seeing any of that. I, I didn't see the city growing the way that it's growing 
And, you know, we didn't have the people I feel like at that time in place to be able to push the agenda for where we're going as a community. So I am really excited about where we're going now. And then to see that it only made sense for me to come back and be a part of the growth of this. And then, mm-hmm. like I say, a lot of the times that we are um, just one sub goal to the larger goal, you know, um, you know, helping the minority community, building that community up. And then also integrating and collaborating with um, other communities to be a part of this diversity and inclusion that we're building in this city for the long term. That's what we want to be able to do. So um, it just makes sense for me to come back and be a part of this Topeka community. Mm-hmm. What can can you pinpoint exactly what it is that has um made Topeka such a draw f- for you? I mean, is it is it the people? Is it the size of the city? Is it um, is it some other factor? I mean, are you able to kind of pinpoint what about t- what what makes Topeka special? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I um, one it's family, and I tell people all the time I have a secondary family here. Um, my football friends and and college friends that are here, um, that was my secondary family. Mm-hmm. People ask me all the time, like, why are you still in Topeka? Why don't you go back to Florida? Well, I think about Florida, and I think about so many facets of the benefit of being in Topeka. One, like I said, I go back to um, my adult life is the reason that I feel like I'm still here is because of Topeka. I have probably 80% of the people that I grew up with, um, unfortunately, is that thing that they say is a, is a black man's burden, but that you would end up either dead or in jail. I'm neither one of those things. You know, I'm still surviving and and Topeka helped me live in that, you know. So when I look back at my life and why I didn't go back to Florida and why I, you know, stayed in Topeka, um, it, it allowed me to grow. And I think about all of my friends that I play football with and my friends here and how we've also grown as adults, you know, the families that they have and, I mean, it's an amazing thing to see that here in Topeka. So, and you know, I mean, there's, there's other aspects of Topeka, the cost of living, you know, the opportunity for um, development in the city. Um, there's so many great things happening in the city. So when I came back initially to visit and, you know, I had an opportunity to um, go downtown and I didn't even know about like the pennant and the iron rail uh-huh. and, you know, the, you know, the Cyrus and those things being built. And then we met down at the pennant and I was like, man, this is, this is awesome that we have this development downtown. Cause it, this, I mean, for the longest time that I was here before I left downtown was a ghost town. Mm-hmm. So to see that the, the vibrancy of downtown and the things that are happening and the people just, just walking downtown, um, it was, a, it was a, it was good to see. So, it inspired me. Um, and then to see, you know, a collective group of friends of mine that were willing to be a part of, you know, the de- development of Omni Circle, it, it was a no brainer. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a no brainer to come back here and offer what I have because I feel like my thing has always been about helping youth, helping kids and, you know, getting them to a better place. And I always say, if I knew then what I know now, what would my life be? Uh huh. So I feel like what I know now could be really beneficial to somebody else. And since Topeka helped me in such a large way in my life, it's only it only made sense for me to come back here and give that back to the city. Well, I, I think the the last time we spoke to um, in that interview, you mentioned partnerships being something you really wanted to develop moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about kind of what 
partnerships you're looking for, I guess, and, and what uh, what forms those might take? Mm-hmm. So because we have um, an Omni and we talk about we place that value on personal and professional development and open the doors for opportunities for, and we always say global competitiveness. We want people to be able to grow and receive the opportunities um, to grow in any way that they desire. Mm -hmm. And so in the partnerships that I'm kind of looking for is individuals that may be willing to offer trainings, you know, and things that I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel you know if there's opportunities that say hey this will help you grow professionally hey this will help you grow personally whether that be financial education whether that may be um, credit recovery um, whether that be learning about your history um, what does it take to get a job you know all of these different things that you know someone can offer to this community because we have these things they are they're, they're all around us but so many times what I'm learning is that People get so caught up in their personal lives that, you know, we don't think about how we can give back because there isn't a place that really gives us the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm meeting a lot of individuals that say, you know, I've been in Topeka, you know, the last 15 years and, you know, I think about giving back, but I, that's not that's not something I'm going to attack by myself, uh-huh. you know. Um, or I have this skill and I have this knowledge that I would love to teach someone else, but um, there's not a place for me to do it. So um, with this space and that we're growing into with Omni is, like I said, whether that be helping the next person grow to their full potential by giving them the tools to be able to get to that next step. Mm-hmm. And it may be a, a process, you know, it may take, you know, level one, level two, level three. But as a person is progressing, they are seeing improvement in their lives. And I think that knowledge is power. I think that when you start to expand the way you see the world, um, things start to open up. And that was one of the biggest things for myself is when I started to see the world differently, um, the opportunities became more real to me. Mm-hmm. And then um, then I was able to attack those things because then I started to develop a different form of um, confidence in myself. You know, one of those things they always say, competence equals confidence. Uh-huh. So we want the people to be confident about the way that they go about approaching certain things in Topeka. I've, I felt like... Um, Moving in Topeka and when I was working in social work for years, I, I, I learned that there were a lot of people that were not confident in themselves. Um, and that's what was one of the biggest things is like, how do we provide a system that allows individuals to grow and then go out to some of these things? Like you said, we, do we believe that people are prepared to take some of these jobs that I talk about um, in this city? And if we're not, how do we help them get to that place? Mm-hmm. You know, How do we create... Um, a system or a ecosystem that allows us to pour back into our our communities to help the next individual grow and then mold these future leaders of Topeka and keep them in Topeka so that way we start to develop the city and this culture that we desire um, for the future of the city. So I, th- mm-hmm. I think that there's, there's huge opportunities in that and those are the type of partnerships that I'm looking for. Um, as we grow this, um, this facility, I mean, we want to make this facility um, top notch, you know, it, it, we're we're sitting in the heart of Topeka, Central Topeka, mm-hmm. the historic Central Topeka, and what better place to be, you know, what better place to be, what better place to pour into um, the growth of the city, what better place to um, allow 
individuals um, to create a hub where individuals can grow together, collaborate together, um, and like I said, create together. There's, there's, I mean, there's not a better place I think of that we can do that. And I think, um, you know, for, for individuals to help us grow this space and make it as nice as possible, as innovative as possible, um, that would be really beneficial to the city in itself because now we're giving um, the citizens of Topeka a leg up. We're mm-hmm. giving them an opportunity to step into something that they can really grow from. So, uh, so that's kind of what we're looking at. We're just looking at ourselves as being a hub or an institution that allows individuals to grow and, and build and, and like I said, continue to collaborate and, and do something different. Absolutely. Um, well, like you said, you guys, uh, your co- future co-working space is going to be right there on Southwest Pika Boulevard. So um, only a few blocks from the state capitol. Mm-hmm. You're really going to be um, at the heart of it all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, well, and, you know, looking forward a bit. I, I mean, I know you just got it started two yeah. years ago, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. but uh, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some some sort of vision in the back of your mind where, you know, you're saying I would love to see myself here in, in this many years. I mean, five, 10 years down the road. Where do you hope Omni Circle is? Um, five to ten years from now, I think um, I would love to see Omni still active. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to see Omni, um, you know, being able to sustain itself. Um, I think that, you know, the path that we're on, um, we would just want to be um, in a position to be able to help those that that need our help. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, that growth process looks like, um, you know, maybe that who knows what the future holds when we talk about um, expanding into um, something greater, especially when you're talking about, you know, whether that be an educational system, you know, and I'm just think just thinking out loud, but, uh-huh. you know, if, if Omni created a system that, that allowed us to focus on educating the youth in a different way. Um, maybe that may start into a, a small academy, you know, maybe, um, if we were providing, um, business, um, education around how to start a business or, you know, we can collaborate with, you know, the partnership and we start, you know, part of that fast track program and we're, you know, being the funnel for, you know, startups here in Topeka. Um, there's there's so many different opportunities that we want to step into as far as building the community. And so I'm just looking at Omni being um, the hub for collaboration and growth. And I just want us to be able to be around and continue to expand upon the programs that we're that we're going to be pumping out. So, um, you know, five, 10 years from now, I mean, I think that there can be some really great things that can come. And I, it's really hard to put a finger on it because mm-hmm. I can see so many different things. But. Um, who knows what the future may take us, what which direction it may take us. So I'm just excited and living in the present time now of what we're building and, and, and I think that it's it's gonna be really awesome as far as definitely the the collaboration piece of 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 Omni and getting people in a space where we gather together. That's been one of my biggest things is I always say, you know, when we think about Topeka, you know, we work and then we go home and that's like the best life for us, you know, for a lot of us, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's like, where do we have an opportunity to be in a space with people that typically maybe don't look like us or that share different values or have a different belief system. 
and then having the space where we can learn from those individuals to expand ourselves and to understand that we can have a diverse culture mm-hmm. in this city. And, um, you know, I come from, you know, like I said, West Palm Beach, it's so many different facets of, you know, people, man, You and, and the food is different. The cultures are different, you know. Um, the languages are different. It's, it's so much to it that makes it the melting pot that it is. Uh-huh. And I think that, because we have so many places to gather and you can meet people. There's parks, there's the beaches, there's, you know, there's so many different things. But when we think about Topeka, you know, outside of our immediate friend groups, how do we learn about other people? Where do we share ideals? How can we discuss some of our pressing issues together and then find solutions to resolve those issues together as a community Um, and doing a little bit, doing our part, you know, if I was struggling with um, discrimination, and I'm just throwing that out there, yeah. And you never knew anything about how I was struggling, and in your world, you may not be dealing with it. Mm-hmm. But if we never have a space where we can communicate and collaborate, and I can tell you how I feel about, you know, the city or how I feel about how I'm being treated, then what could you ever do? Yeah. Even if you wanted to. So I think that, you know, maybe me being in a space with you where we can say, well, this is how I feel about Topeka. And you can say, well, I never knew that. Well, I'm going to do my part by offering at least this form of education. Or I might, you know, I might be able to bring you on my podcast and <laughs> give you an opportunity to express that so someone may be able to hear it. You mm-hmm. know, um, Those type of things are what we need in the city. You know, I think that, you know, expanding that vision, expanding, you know, that knowledge and getting us to a space where we can collaborate in that aspect and building a true diverse community. That's what I'm looking forward to. That's what the future for me really, um, what that really, you know, I, what I want to see in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, more interconnectedness, more collaboration, mm-hmm. more understanding, absolutely. all that good stuff. Um, yeah, well, if, if someone were wanting to get in touch with you uh, to begin to form some sort of partnership or were just interested in maybe volunteering with you or any number of things, mm-hmm. how do you want to drop any contact information for people? Absolutely. So you can always reach me at um, on our Facebook, um, if you want to, Facebook messengers, um, or you can reach us out on our, our website at omnicirclegroup.org. Um, or you can send an email to myself at mo at omnicirclegroup.org or just the organization's email at info at omnicirclegroup.org. Awesome, awesome. Well, Michael, that about wraps up our conversation today. Is there um, anything else in your mind? Anything else you want to leave us with before we wrap it up? You know, I just want to say um, as we talk, as we continue to build in this city, um, and I think you know we talk about so much of raising consciousness in the city um, and being intentional about our actions and the things that we do every day. Um, I would just say to to the to the listeners, um, let's continue to build. Let's be intentional about the things that we do and the collaborations that we make and um, the resources that we may be able to provide to somebody. You know, you never know what, you know, the small things that you do could change the lives of somebody, you know. Um, So let's continue to build upon that. Let's continue to open our hearts. Let's continue to be willing to listen and hear people out and their needs um, so that we can really build the city that we're, we're focusing on. There's a lot of people doing a lot of great things. So share their content, um, (laughs) 
you know, because those things matter, right? Yeah. And um, so share each other's content. Um, find out. Be willing to step into some rooms and things like that you may not be comfortable with because, you know, that's how we're going to get to that space um, of really building, you know, this true diverse city that I keep hearing everybody saying that they want to build. But it's really, you know, getting all of us to the space where we can just do a little bit at a time. So mm-hmm. so we're on our end. We're doing as much as we can to be, a, you know, to add that little bit. And um, we're looking forward to collaborating with anybody that is willing to collaborate with us. And um, like I said, Omni is is for the city of Topeka, you know, as we build it. And we just want to be able to collaborate with those that, that share that same vision. Awesome. Well, Michael, I want to thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, I think it's been a great conversation, and I hope people have have learned a little something about OmniCircle Group along the way. So thank you. Thank you for having me. If you like what you just heard, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. We drop new episodes of It's Your Business every other week, so be sure to check back here for the latest. As always, if you have any suggestions about what you'd like to hear, feel free to reach out. You can find me on Twitter at IA Yarbor, that's at I-A-Y-A-R-B-O-R, or you can look me up at cgonline.com and shoot me an email. I'll catch you next time. And don't forget, it's your business, Topeka. Topeka.